Welcome to Two Birds, One Stone. New and improved Two Birds, One Stone. Garrett, we've got an announcement. Hit him with the air horn. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Uh, Two Birds, One Stone is now sponsored by the Pigskin Podcast Network, which is in partnership with DraftKings. So big ups to us. We landed a real partnership. Um, the Pigskin Podcast Network reached out to us, um, asked if we wanted to be their Arizona Cardinal representative for their network. Hell yeah. And they're, they're helping us out with this uh, fancy new layout. We got some cool new softwares to work with, and we're very excited about it. Um, as I said, it's sponsored in part with DraftKings. So here's a DraftKings ad. Garrett, you ready to knock it out? Let's do it. All right. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings step-depth same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you could throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN, the the Pigskin Podcast Network, to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Garrett, you got a bet for this weekend lined out, ready to go? Maybe a same-game parlay? Maybe just a three-game parlay for the people? Straight three-game parlay, money line only. Um, I have Titans, and then I have the Jets, and then I also have – this one isn't going to be money line. This is going to be spread. Panthers plus 12. Titans, Line Jets, Panthers plus 12. There you go. That's yep. free money for you guys. Free cash. Take it or leave it. Garrett was on a hot streak last year. I don't yep. know if you guys remember. How much did you win last year? What did you finish up? Six to $700, I think. It's not a bad, it's not a bad year. I think I lost it's a couple hundred dollars on the year. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Oh, yeah, so, that's. That's the deal. We're very excited about it. Hopefully we can give you guys a better show uh, with kind of the new tool, tools and stuff that they're providing us. So pretty exciting stuff. Uh, now to the football game that happened Sunday. The Cardinals won. Colt McCoy strikes again, baby. He's now 3-1 and one as a Cardinals starter. Uh, Kyler missed Sunday's game with a hamstring injury. Who needs him? Apparently nobody. I don't know. He Colt McCoy, it. you think so? Yes. Yeah, probably. Um, probably not. But um, Colt looked really good. It all ran smoothly through him. He got the ball out quick. Um, and most importantly, no turnovers. Yeah. I mean, you can't really ask for much better on his end. You always get the one Colt McCoy game a year. Last year, we got two of them where he just comes in and plays really well. Plays. I mean, I feel like this kind of forced Cliff into – calling a good game because if not you know they had zero shot so he didn't Clifton have Kyler to rely on to make great plays so he actually had a game plan for this I feel um so yeah and I you you kind of get a taste of what Cliff's capable with as well 
Yeah. And I mean, he really did outcoach McVay in a way. I mean, the Rams offensive line, I mean, they're also down to their backup quarterback, their offensive line, and we'll get to it is God awful, but the Cardinals aren't sitting any better. They've got Pew out Hudson out. It's probably a similar matchup in terms mm-hmm. of like weaknesses up front. So mm-hmm. both head coaches kind of had to game plan around that. And I think, like I said earlier, Cliff did a great job of, and it wasn't all through bubble screens, like it usually is, of just quickly getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands and committing to the run. James Conner had 21 carries in this game. James yeah. Conner, um, I wanted to get to him, 21 carries. Uh, I think he had 69 yards and two touchdowns. He played great. And you know what else? He had 96% of the snaps. Coming off an of injury, that's a sign that this guy's – 100% fully healthy if he's on the field for that majority of the game. Um, it also means, uh, you know, Benjamin, I think he was on the field for one play. Um, and we'll get to the cutting of, you know, Benjamin later on after we, we recap the game. Um, but other than McCoy and James Connor, you had Rondell Moore continuing his upswing. Um, I think he had nine catches for 94 yards. And that humongous fourth and three catch along the sideline, one hand, defender draped all over him. Honestly, a perfect throw by Colt McCoy. At that point in the game, I think there's about seven minutes left, and the Cardinals are up only by one score. It was 17 to 10. So that was like a crucial, classic Cliff Kingsbury, all right, nuts on the table, let's go for it. He's always been aggressive on fourth downs, and I'm pretty sure they have a decent fourth down conversion rate. I bet it's top 10 in the NFL. I said I bet because I don't know for sure, but he goes for it a lot, and it worked out there. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, 10 catches for 98. Listen to this. Eight catches for 88 yards when matched up against Jalen Ramsey. That is the most catches and the most yards allowed by a cornerback when matched up against one receiver all season long. That's pretty wild. Hops that motherfucker. He had um, a little bit of a down game last week yeah but he did have the touchdown i think it was i think he only had four catches along with that touchdown but uh wasn't targeted heavily i think he only had four or five targets so it's good to see him get back on track so why did it work this game garrett what's your opinion why did it look so drastically different i think quarterback kind of what i said earlier no it's not the quarterback I think kind of what I said earlier that Cliff actually had to, it felt like this was, this game was just so much, everyone, everyone was just so much more prepared in general, <clears throat> not just, not just Cole, not whoever. It just seemed like everyone was on the same page. Also the lack of um, uh, pre-snap penalties that, that, yeah. that helped a bunch. Um, it just seemed like, seemed like everyone was focused. I don't, I don't know if it's because, I'm sure Kyler not playing has something to do with it. It kind of, it kind of made everyone else kind of tighten up a little bit. Um, now, if that could just be done while he was playing, then we could really get somewhere. But it, it really just seemed like everyone was a lot more prepared and, you know, mentally prepared than, than they have been in, in uh, previous games. Right. And the defense played well. We'll get to them in a second. Yes. But like I said, it just seemed a lot like simplified. It's like this is what we're going to do. Get the ball out of our hands quick. Run the football. And we're just going to put our guys against yours and just let's not do too much screens, uh, guys in motion all over the, like, this is our game plan. We're going to stick to it throughout the whole 60 minutes. Instead of you seen at times um, in games where Cliff kind of gets frazzled. Like it seems like 
he'll, he'll abandon the run after the first quarter and it just turns into Kyler go make a play. Maybe that was part of it. They don't, they first off, they were leading the majority of the game. So there wasn't a whole lot of panic time for cliff, but it was, we're sticking with the plan and it worked for all four quarters. Um, I think that's kind of the, the biggest issue with cliff. He just kind of freaks out. You know, like yeah. like you said, he abandoned he abandons the run. You know, relies so much on Kyler. I think you kind of nailed it when when you yeah. said that. I mean, yeah. you don't have that fallback option either. Like you said, with Colt, maybe it's okay. I've got to stay on top of this. Every single play matters. I don't have the luxury of this freak talent back here to save my ass if I goof up. Um, what's his name? Greg Moore, uh, AZ Central Sports. What was the or the title of his article? No, there is no quarterback controversy in Arizona. Colt McCoy is, is the guy going forward. <laughs> Clown, completely percent, 100% headline grab. Let me get as many clicks as possible. Let's start with this. No, there is absolutely no quarterback controversy with the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray just got a bazillion dollars. That's for one. And more importantly, he's a better quarterback. That's that's. Colt McCoy has been in the league for 13 years. What is he? 36 years old. There's a reason he's been a backup for this long, a great backup. He's done very well for the Cardinals. Like I said earlier, three and one, two, no, two division wins on the road, three division wins on the road. He went into San Francisco last year in his first start, beat the Niners, lost to the Panthers the next week, and then went to Seattle and beat the Seahawks and then go on the road here in LA and got another road division win. That's very impressive stuff. Like you don't get that a lot from, uh, backup quarterbacks and not only was it a win but it wasn't like they won in spite of him he played a very clean game um, I think the best way that I've kind of heard it described is there's no question Colt or Kyler Murray is the better quarterback it just seems at times due to probably McCoy's experience he knows how to kind of control and manage an offense better does that make sense like he's got a little like bit of so a better grasp like he he's yeah. just so much more under control he he doesn't let small shit rattle him like you know this is the hot the not so hot take anymore um with kyler is you know how he's so um pouty or this or that or blah 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 whatever passionate passionate better <laughs> word you don't really see that ever he just seems pretty even keel which i think is a lot bigger deal than what people make it out to be is because, you know, whenever you're playing that kind of position, it's every, you know, every single play is different. You can't start and start a new play thinking about the last one where something fucked up or somebody, you know, ran a wrong route or whatever. And I think that why he, he just looks more calm and collected on the field. And that comes with him being in the league for 12 or 13 years and being right. 36 years old. Cole McCoy's seen that, a lot of that's football. Only you get that. Yeah, he's seen a shit right. ton of football, and uh, he's played in humongous games. People forget how good fucking Colt McCoy was in college. National yeah. championship at Texas. I think he went to another and lost, but those teams were great. He was playing in huge games all the time. He's he's not going to be flabbergasted by a week ten game on the road. Like he's just like you said, cool, calm, collected. Um, I think part of the deal with Kyler is that there's not a whole lot of accountability. And I hope that Colt McCoy may be coming in and playing two games and winning both of those games kind of lights a fire under his ass a little bit. Like, okay, there's another guy in here that is capable of getting wins as well. Obviously he's not really a threat to steal my job, but if 
Colt goes out there and wins two straight. And then I come in and we lose two straight. It's like, it's just the headache of having to hear all that noise. If you're Kyler, you've heard enough of that for the past year and a half. And maybe it's just a motivator for him to be like, okay, maybe I do need to listen a little more to guys in the quarterback room in position meetings. Maybe Cliff, maybe Cliff does know what he talk, what he's talking about. Maybe when there's a stressful situation on national televised game, I don't need to rip his ass in front of everybody. Maybe it's a little bit of a partnership and not just him holding me back. I just want to see a little bit of these kind of things cleaned up because nobody's against, nobody's wanting, I don't want to send Kyler off. I'm not ready to, for that. Like he's, he's really not even having a bad year. He's just regressed from where he was at. So I think it's very important for him to start kind of being held, held accountable a little bit, watching film this week. Like, Hey, like, is he going to pay attention when a, a coach points out on film, like, Hey, do you see here what Colt did here in this situation on third down? He looks off this guy and he takes his second read and he goes, or is he just going to fucking roll his eyes and be like, okay, I'm fucking Kyler Murray. That's Colt McCoy. Like, is he going to, is he going to listen when he's got people in his ear trying to coach him up? Um, time will tell. Um, but that's, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. That's, I just don't, this season has hurt me, has hurt my view on him so much as far as that kind of stuff goes. I feel like Cliff is so damn scared of him because he's his meal ticket. So tied at the hip. Right. Like you can't any they're gonna go together no matter what. And Kyler's gonna outrank Cliff every single day of the week when it comes to front office or whatever, just because they're so financially tied to him. But it's just the 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 video last week that or on Hard Knocks went viral about um you know D Hop getting on his ass and saying what the fuck you like what are you looking at? D Hop can do that, but there's not really many other guys there that can. I wonder it, how many times that's happened. I mean, in in even whenever he did it, because I overanalyzed the fuck out of that video, it just seemed like it seemed like it was like whole, like something that like nobody does, and it seemed like super brand new. Not only like not only just saw looking at D Hop, but everyone else around. I don't know, but you're gonna, and this is all from the outside looking in. You're all it, it's it's someone's going to have to check him and it's it he i feel he holds himself up here when in reality he's playing here and i think you saying now you have another guy who kyler thinks of down here who actually is probably you know sort of kind of close to him in comparison hopefully that sparks some kind of fire that hey you are replaceable this is the nfl just because we gave you a shitload of money doesn't mean you know you're not replaceable which actually kind of does in a way but uh, yeah I mean he really isn't but I understand the point that you're saying like I said it's just that's my uh, I just wonder if it's I want my biggest worry is it's probably too late this is his fourth year in the NFL if nobody checked him by now he's got it in his head he's the fucking guy no matter what he knows he knows that yeah Cliff and Kyler are tied at the hip but he knows he's not the one going anywhere if Kyler goes, Cliff will too. If Cliff goes, Kyler won't. Like it's not yeah. like they're married in that way. It's just it'll it'll be interesting to see how it all how it all goes. And it can all be fixed if he comes back and he just plays his dick off and looks like early 2021 Kyler MVP form. Like, and that could very that could absolutely happen. He he has that high of a ceiling. He is that capable. We've already we've already seen it. This is the leading favorite to win MVP halfway through the season last year. So 
I think if Bruce Arians was his coach right now, he would have an MVP. <laughs> I would fucking have loved to see that. He would marriage. have an MVP. I would love to see that, but we never will. But yeah, that's that's Kyler talk. Kind of summing that up. Obviously, we both are firmly in the camp that Kyler Murray's job is not in jeopardy. But I mean, I'm also sitting here like I'm if it's Cole McCoy next Sunday or Monday night against the Niners, I'm not I'm not freaking out. Like I mean, I would obviously prefer Kyler to play, but I mean, it looked good. It looked good with him on the field and. Who knows? Maybe maybe he can win another two games for us like he did last year. Um, moving on to the defense, Maji Sanders. There, there's a bunch of young guys on the defense that are playing with a lot of juice. Like my big rant after uh, after the Chiefs game was you've got all this draft capital that you're spending on these young players, Rondell Moore on offense, Andy Isabella, Zayvon Collins, is it? and you weren't seeing results. Like these guys weren't on the field. Majay Sanders wasn't wasn't even dressed out the first couple of weeks. Trey McBride, no snaps. Majay Sanders is now Devin Kennard is gone. Majay Sanders is getting a lot of playing time. Five tackles, one tackle for loss. He had a sack, a pass defense. Isaiah Simmons has been playing his ass off, consistently making plays along with Zaven Collins since the last time that that we've recorded. Zaven had seven tackles, a uh, tackle for loss, and a pass defended as well. Um, Zach Allen keeps doing his thing. He has a sack. JJ Watt has a sack. Buda Baker makes a big interception at the end of the game to, to end it. The defense played outstanding. And I think we need a special shout out to Buda Baker at the end of the last week's game. It looked terrible. We didn't high ankle sprain at the least, at least a missed month. Who knows if something's broken? We don't know. He fucking plays the next week and not only plays, but he's making impact plays. It's just a testament to the – he is the heart and soul of the whole franchise. And not to bring Kyler back up again, that's a free safety playing on a high ankle sprain, running sideline to sideline, covering the whole field, and quarterback's got a, a tweak in the hamstring and he can't stand in the pocket. That part kind of bugs me, but I don't know how bad it is. I'm not in the fucking locker room. I'm not on the medical staff, so that's a different story. But Buddha. Buddha's the fucking man, and they've got a bunch of cylinders firing right now on that defense with some of those young guys. There's still going to be mistakes. There's going to be weird offsides and things like that. But this is what I'm talking about. You've got this these foundational young players that are getting playing time and getting better, and that's how teams improve along the years. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, well, what kind of shocks me is we're still terrible against um, against the run. We're still bottom. I looked it up the other day. This was like a week ago. We're still like the 28th, 28th ranked rushing uh, or uh, defense against defense. a run. Um, yeah. But I think they yeah, played well. Had, on. So, I mean, the Rams have a terrible line. Like I said, they held them to 66 yards on 20 attempts on yeah. Sunday and a touchdown. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. They looked good against even if with a, a healthy Stafford, a, a healthy O-line, this isn't a team that runs the ball 30 times in a game. Like that's not the right. Rams. MO. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's not a great um, example, but they did, they did play well on Sunday, but you definitely have to see your younger guys pick it up. Um, Zach Allen, who isn't really younger at this point anymore, but he, he's the guy who year, everyone's yeah. kind of been, you know, talking about for the past couple of years, as far as, you know, the, the, the capability he has, you're kind of seeing that he, I feel like JJ Watt being kind of there alongside him is going to, is helps like 
this boosted his growth a lot this year. You've seen a big step. Um, Byron Murphy also, we didn't mention him, but you're not really he hearing much about him. He was out on Sunday. But... Well, I mean, just because we haven't talked, yeah. you know, in the past couple weeks. Yeah. You're not hearing much about him, which is a good thing if you're a corner. Um, that means he's doing his job. So He's been absolutely um, dominant against some of yeah. the very best receivers. And yeah. I won't have the stats in front of me now, but Justin Jefferson was kind of locked down. Yeah. Devontae Adams had a, like two catches for like eight yards in a touch, like locked down. Byron Murphy's played great. And that's what you yeah. need out of, as I said, an early you draft not, round. You need an all-pro cornerback. It, uh, yeah. for every, every defense needs a lockdown D-back and a, a top 10 um, pass, pass rusher. And um, I think we have that. So, uh, you know, in a way we're getting there, we're running out. The defense really hasn't been the problem all year. They've, like I said, they've yeah. made plays and the, the biggest fault is that they've just been on the field too long yeah. in some games. Um, Antonio Hamilton, shout out. He had led the team with 11 tackles and two pass defense. Uh, so corner on the other side of the ball, stepping up uh, while Byron's out. Um, but yeah, uh, we touched on the Rams a little bit. I think they're absolutely cooked. I don't know sure. what your opinion is. Uh, cup is now on IR looked like he avoided a, uh, ankle break. It was a high ankle sprain that required surgery. So they placed him on IR today. Uh, like I said, their O line is completely fucked. Stafford's out. He'll probably be back next week. I would imagine that's kind of how it rolls with the concussion protocol, but it finally seems like that. Fuck them picks. Fuck that money. I'll pay those four guys on at the top of my roster, half of my salary, and then just patchwork the bottom. It's catching up because they have no depth anywhere along that offensive line, defensive front. You've got, yeah, you got Aaron Donald there in the middle and you got Jalen Ramsey over here. Bobby Wagner, I guess they paid a bunch in the middle, but there's just not enough other foundational guys that they've got to build on through the draft. Like they're getting rid of all these picks and there's no young talent on that side of the ball. And I feel like it, it's finally caught up and it's fucking glorious to see. It's beautiful. The Rams are three and six and their defense of the Lombardi trophy this season. It's awesome. Yeah. I think, I think Stafford kind of lost whatever kind of edge he had, whatever kind of fire he had. People forget he led the league in interceptions last year. Right. And I, I think that, you know, all the all the years of losing and everything that he carried over from Detroit, he got a Super Bowl. I, I just kind of feel Good like he's lo- he, he's living in L.A. He has a hot wife. He's just chilling and he doesn't really care. So I feel like the, there's no kind of edge anymore. Um, so it doesn't really surprise me that he's he's stepped back. Um, and then, yeah, with Cub being out, I mean, who else is on the is Van Jefferson still on the Rams? Van Jefferson's still there. He only he his only snaps of that game came when Cup came out at the end. Who and else is on the team? Alan Robinson. Oh yeah, yeah. Tyler Higby. Yeah. I mean, there's there's Ben Skoranek. That's yeah. that yeah. guy. Sure. I mean, they've got they've got a couple guys, but, but they're fucked regardless because they don't have any yeah. picks, like you said. And you know, that's the I whenever they were in the process of oh, trade away your picks for good players or this or that. In my mind, I was like, eh, that kind of makes sense because you got to think of the percentage that you hit on your on your draft picks as for sure. Looking at Steve Steve Kime. Oh, I can trade a first round pick for whoever. And yeah, I mean, why not get a guy who we know is gonna be the way I think of it as like in Madden, whenever you draft a guy, like the highest overall, unless they're like a quarterback and it's like not a, you know, what a simmed class, the highest overall you're going to get is probably like an 82 or three. 
if you could trade your first round pick and get somebody that's like a 87, why not just do that? Cause you know that they're going to be that. And you're not even, you don't even know you're going to get an 83. So sure. I, it makes sense, but you can see the, 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 well, you can't do it for your next four drafts, get rid of every first yeah. round pick and second round, but that's where it comes to bite you in the ass. If you need that one fucking position and you're sitting there, I'm a cornerback away from winning a Super Bowl. Here's two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey. Guess what? It worked, but you also traded however many picks to get Von Miller who walked and then you trade Matthew Stafford, however much it was to the, like, it's, I would honestly, I would have done the same thing. I would trade four fucking two win seasons in a row for one Super Bowl oh, season. Oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. I think we'd all, I think we'd all take that. So nobody's, the Rams aren't, the Rams aren't regretting anything that they did. Absolutely not. If you had a fucking Super Bowl ring on my finger, but it's just the consequences. That How many losing seasons in a row would you trade for one Super Bowl? 10 at least like I, the numbers i mean really? fuck, we I don't think, have one now and we've Russ, had 10 probably be, in a row naturally i think so. it'd be more i think i would do more than like i mean a long like if i knew i was going to get one at the end of it or something or whatever yeah i could i could probably do like 20 I could is probably a do lot. like three or like two to three seasons of of straight losing see of, of, of straight losses like well, not not, you know, not un- seven and nine not like two and 15. Yeah, that's what I, I could probably do. I uh, two seasons would probably be my max, but I mean, yeah, you, you oh, get a I would Bowl. do more. I would do more. We've sat through really bad seasons and we still have no Super Bowl with no, with no guarantee. I think 10 is a decent number. I would, all right, I got my one, whatever, but I don't seasons? know. Is that that's a long, 10? that's a long 10 seasons. That's a long time. But we've watched we've watched a cumulative of at least ten bad seasons, and we don't have a Super Bowl oh, ring, so not in a row, not in a row, but uh, still. Um. All right, pulse check for the Cardinals right now. Four and six after the win on Sunday. We've got Niners in Mexico, Chargers, and then our bye. Um, if you beat the Niners on Monday night, you're sitting at five and six. And the rest of the bottom of the NFC wildcard picture is as follows. Uh, Niners at five and four. Packers are four and six. Commanders five and five. Falcons four and six. You you're can catch up. You can catch up. You're absolutely in the myth mix with a win. Um, and we, we've beaten the Niners in the past. And the, Did we sweep them last year? I don't know. I don't know if we swept them, but I know we beat them once. The Chargers aren't yeah, great. They just lost to the Niners. I, I mean, there's a, if we if you were to get to six and six before the bye, whew, from where we were at three and six, like that would be ginormous for the odds heading down the stretch. And maybe after yeah. the bye, everybody heals up. Maybe you do get Rodney Hudson back, who just disappeared in I'm thin air. Maybe you get Pew back. Who knows? Maybe you get some Marquise Brown will be coming back. Um, speaking of Marquise Brown. He's set to come off IR this week. Uh, Cliff says he's getting close, but he does not expect him to play probably this week. Um, you fucking Marquise Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore. That's, that's pretty scary. Shout out Trey Zach Ertz, um, who, in that, what was it, a, a season-ending knee injury on Sunday. Yeah. Um, that Looked hurts bad. in more ways than one because that is my fantasy tight end as well. Um, but, yeah, it looks could, bad. Yeah, 
You could um, see it on his face as he was getting yeah, carted off. Yeah. You knew um, it was but bad. Bright side. You always have to look for the bright side. Trey McBride, what are you? That's that's what we get out of it. We're going to find um, out. We're, we, find a, we finna fuck around and find out. Ho. So that will be fun to uh, finally kind of see him. He was getting a few more snaps here uh, the last couple games. But let's see. I, got, I saw a tweet. Um, Trey McBride on Sunday played 62 of 68 snaps, uh, 32 on the line, 21 in the slot. Seven out wide, two in the backfield. Uh, he ran 32 routes on 40 McCoy dropbacks. That's a pretty good percentage. Um, he only had one target, one catch for seven yards. Um, but he's out there. So it'll be interesting to see with a full week of practice if, if, he's, if he's like the dude. Like, is he stepping in and taking all those routes that Ertz was running? Is he going to step in? Flawlessly, or are you still going to see a mix of Steven Anderson and whoever the fuck else they can pull up from the practice the, squad? The bit um, I've seen from him, I've been impressed with. I mean, he looks physical. He looks tough. Looks cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll just find out. Fuck around and find out. Oh. Yeah. So, I think we're going to conclude and say that we do have – we have a very weak pulse right now. And it I'd would say it'll, it's it'll a take a miracle. Over, but 60 over one one fifteen. I'm not a medical is. doctor. I have no me clue. Me either. Means. I'm a guess. Medical yeah. doctors watching. Get in the comments. <laughs> Tell me if that's good. Oh, shit. Um, but we're alive. Let's win a couple more games, and then we'll talk. Um, why did we cut Eno Benjamin? Um, to make we mentioned it earlier. Uh, the Cardinals cut Eno Benjamin on Tuesday. He was claimed off waivers or on Monday. He was cut on Monday, claimed off waivers today, Tuesday, um, by the Texans. So he'll go and I guess back up Damian Pierce, give a little change of pace down there. Sucks for Eno. Kind of would like to see him go to a, a contending team. But listen, we're not Arizona State people either. We're from Missouri. Like yeah, that's very true. My whole timeline is the poverty franchise. This is why we're at bottom feeder. Like blah blah blah. Get the Sun Devil bias out of your head, guys. Eno was a very competent number two back. Played decently well whenever connor was out it's a seventh round pick guys like, don't you know, don't undersell him he played well he, he, he played good okay look go pull good. up his go play up pull up stats oh, it's the same stats go, guy go it's pull the up. eye test it's a fucking he's eye a, test it's he's eye an test. average nfl running back nothing more nothing less like to say that oh my god I, here's the deal maybe he did not handle uh his new role maybe when they pulled him the the, the rumor is they told him on Saturday hey, he was getting a smaller role. Connor's fully healthy. He's the guy we're paying the money. He's going to get the snaps. And he didn't like that, and they cut him. We don't know any more details. We don't know if Eno overreacted, had a tantrum, and they're like, whoa, that's unprofessional as fuck. We'll let you go. You can go somewhere. Who knows? We have no idea what the story is. Hopefully we see in hard knocks. We'll see what happens. But I don't think, I don't think there was anything – crazy about the move i mean i know maybe they just love what they have in Keontae ingram i don't know i love dino but i don't have this deep-seated love in my heart because he played for my college team it's just it is what it is it's it's fucking football seventh round running back average running back like i said nothing more nothing less good player but it doesn't at all impact our chances of winning games this season i don't think that's my he was just he was tough he ran the ball hard Fan favorite. For sure. I loved watching him. He was a good. I mean, he was a. He had some good moments, but it is what it is. Um, 
So yeah, I've talked about a little bit uh, Niners on Monday night. Uh, prime time, baby. That's fun. That's our bugaboo. But who knows? We we got that off our backs when we beat beat the Saints on uh, Thursday night football. So maybe that'll continue. Um, I don't think we'll recap the other games. We'll probably just save that for next Sunday. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's just do that. Uh, before we sign off, Garrett, uh, one thing that stuck out to you the most on uh, Hard Knocks? Um, a lot of Buddha Baker, uh, which I was not complaining about. He seems like a sweetheart. Um, so sweethearts. I think Kyler looks fat now. It's got looks a, like he's got a little chunk to him. Yeah. yeah, I don't really like his he's look. thick, boy. I don't like his face. I like his afro better than the dread thing. Um, yeah, he looks sort of fat, but you know, <laughs> it's bulk season. Um, he's what bulking, else did baby. I like about it? Um, I don't know. I mean, Cliff, Cliff's, I hate his lion painting. I think that's <laughs> try hard as fuck. Was pretty um, because he says he's a leo because the whatever astrology bullshit um, yeah i uh i just wasn't a fan of the lion poster but it makes me not hate cliff as well or as much he did come out looking pretty good he just kind of seems like he's like a chill guy which i know the cardinals have a heavy influence on the final cut of that so i'm sure they weren't gonna let anything else but that slide but he he looked they didn't like have a problem was, making kyla look bad yeah i don't really know if i'd say he looked bad uh, the oh, narrator was yeah. like having <laughs> the narrator said like he, their quarterback after getting paid kind of having a bad seat like the way the wording on some of it was kind of odd like you said with the Cardinals having the final say but to me it's like all the like it it I said it in a tweet watching Hard Knocks is just going to make me even more disappointed I'm going to get a better look at the shit show it's only going to piss me off more. And that's kind of what happened. You saw all week. And it makes you kind of give perspective because everybody's like, fire the coaching staff, fire Cliff. Everybody sucks. You look at the fucking tape. They're talking all week. Self-inflicted penalties. They're fucking us. We got to get clock. We got to get this shit fixed. We're just shooting ourselves in the foot. Like, boom, 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 boom. There's a specific spot where there's a timeout at the end of the Seahawks game. It's a, we got a one possession deficit. If we stop Seattle get the ball back. We got a shot. The first play of the, going in, Vance Joe was like, watch the bootleg here. Like we've been working on it all week. Like watch that. There's a good chance this is coming. First play bootleg, Noah fans, 60 yards. And Vance Joe was it's just like, what the fuck is going? I just said, watch it. Like it just made, it gives you perspective. Cause if you're sitting on your couch at home, like what the fuck, what kind of call was that Joseph? Like blah, blah. Sometimes it's not what you think it is. Sometimes it's we love to blame the coaches because we've got this we've got more of a connection to these players sometimes when sometimes they fuck up, guys. It's not it's a two-way street for sure. But yeah. I don't know. I like agree. you said it was the, I, I was able to kind of disassociate from it, dis- disassociate the hard knocks versus from the team and like from like the actual season that's going on. I watched it more as like a reality show. Um and yeah, I, I just, I, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. It didn't really make me upset or make me feel any kind of way as far as this, this current season we're in. Just um, it would, it, it, I don't know, say Cliff's poster sucks. Kyler looks fat. Um, it's about all I took away. Good recap. You can, you can bet your bottom dollar. JJ's going to get a feature at some point. Uh-huh. 
It'll probably be a oh, whole episode. Also, the when he was like meditating outside with while it was in the raining. rain, <laughs> I was kind of yeah. Hey, JJ. It's raining. There's one thing about yeah. JJ. He know he's a showman. He knows when he's on film yeah, he and is. he puts on a show. He That's and he's a damn good football player too, ladies and gents. So, all right, I think that's it. Uh, once again, thank you to the Pigskin Podcast Network. Thank you to DraftKings. Thank you for listening to the whole episode. Tell a friend. Spread the word. Like, subscribe, download, all that shit. Garrett, any final words? Let's get ready for next for next week. Um, beat Niners. Hashtag, hashtag, what is it? Buck the Finers. Is that right? Viva la Mexico! Sure. Spanish. But that is yes. Spanish, ain't it? All right. Yeah, we'll have our... What is it? Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Thanks. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Go birds.